Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. And below me, below us, is from 4th and 20 Sports, he is Max Matthew McConaughey Pod. I, I have to say, before we even get into anything here, we have done so many shows with our boy Aaron from Sports Uncovered, and we have not determined a nickname for him. But the second I saw Max join in the studio, I was like, this dude is Matthew McConaughey. And I don't think I can refer to him as anything else but Matthew McConaughey. What's up, Matthew McConaughey? How are you today? Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, I'm doing all right, all right, all right. There it is. There it is. You can't, you can't get around that. You can't get around that. Nailed it. Oh, bye. It's really a privilege to be here. I'm super excited to do this show today and, uh, you know, give AJ a little lesson in basketball from what I understand. After what we were so going clearly you don't understand anything, bro. I brought you on the show because I needed a puppet to beat up on. Let's ride. Oh, oh. We're going to have to do – we might have to debut that judge segment here if, if things go that way, man. But, AJ, what's up, buddy? How are you on this beautiful Thursday, May – March? Oof. March 4th. do that now. Yeah. Oh. I, you know what? Hey, I'm not even going to blame you for skipping ahead to May. The way this show is going and the success we're, we're bringing through, I'd want to jump up to May too because who knows how freaking ridiculous we're going to be in May. I'm, I'm excited gonna, for it, bro. I'm happy I, I, day in and day out. I like that you did that because we're going to tease a little something here. We're going to tease a little something. Tomorrow on our show, we have a major announcement, okay? Uh We have a major announcement coming up on tomorrow's show. That show where – Do I know this announcement? You do know this announcement. It's the announcement. It's the only announcement we have for the show. Okay. I could think of multiple (laughs) announcements, but that's okay. There's only one announcement. Okay, cool. What? Cool. Uh, So, So you're not thinking about Fun and Game Fridays? We got no, some no, that's good funny game Fridays coming up. Not, is it not? Is it not? Because the last time that was made, I was riding solo because you know a certain somebody decided he didn't want to do the show with me that night. No, nah, I, I was like, I was like, I'm out. I can't do. I can't do this with this guy tonight. You're like AJ. You want me to go on on camera with AJ? Nah, I'm out. No, and I'm I good. did it alone. So that announcement, you know, it might have slid under the rug. That announcement will probably have to be made again. So that's at least one. That's, I can okay. think of a second one. Okay, well, okay. All right. This announcement is going to be a major, major announcement. It has nothing to do with an upcoming episode, okay? This is a major rough cut announcement that you will have to tune in tomorrow at 8 p.m. right here on Facebook Live or Twitter. You might be over at the rough cut underscore sports on Twitter. I don't need a ba- – maybe I do. Maybe I do. 
Okay. <laughs> but we've got a great show ahead of us, folks. We are talking NBA. It is midseason time for the NBA. The All-Star Game is coming up. And things are getting hot and heavy, man. Standing battles are happening. It's getting it's getting tight, okay? We are going to dive in to pretenders and contenders. Did I say that? I should have said contenders and pretenders. That didn't work. Words are hard. But, AJ, Words I want you to – Words are really hard, man. I want you to load up those fingers, buddy, and tell our beautiful listeners where they can find us at. This is difficult. I'm not really sure what. Oh, they're on the screen. Okay, cool. Uh, Twitter, roughcut underscore sports. On Facebook at roughcut sports. Head over to Instagram at the roughcut sports. You already know the deal. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that share. Some of these places have a little heart. If you hit that one too, it's like, ooh, I love these guys. You should hit that one too. Get on YouTube. We got clips day in and day out. Hit that subscribe and tell somebody, not just somebody, tell everybody. And, of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs. We just gave away a signed Brandon Jacobs cleat to a lucky listener last night. We are going to have tons more prizes to give away to you lovely listeners. And all you have to do is follow us and follow Halftime Sports Collectibles and be on the lookout for our next contest, though. But we have a take it to the polls question of the day brought to you by <laughs> AJ today. He brought this yeah, one up okay, and made fine. your boy look like a fool for posting this on Twitter. But luckily here in this, and I will go solo so it doesn't cover anybody here, oh, who will win the all-star game MVP. And in the poll, you saw LeBron James, you saw Joel Embiid, and you saw Kevin Durant, who I was told <laughs> – is not even playing in the all-star game. So I look like a jabroni posting this AJ. I'm not going to start off with you here because well, you don't deserve it after setting me up for failure. So Matthew McConaughey, you are getting the first crack at this. Who do you think is going to win the all-star game MVP? So I'm going off the list here. I like Joel Embiid and what he's doing, but I think he's going to take it easy in the all-star game. He's been injured all really year, but playing through it. I don't even think LeBron really wants to be at the All-Star game based off of everything he said. But the man who's got something to prove and the man with an odd number of people in the building, I'm going with Damian Lillard to win this. I think Damian Lillard is – oh, wait, no, wait. He's not in it this year, is he? What? Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't make the starting He wasn't a starter. starter People are crazy. I, uh, but I, I was thinking three-point contest. But I, was, uh, I will say Damian Lillard is going to have a three-point contest on the all-star game. I think he's going to light oh, it up yeah. out there. AJ, what about yeah. you, buddy? So I'm actually, this is crazy. And, you know, I, I was worried I, that they weren't going to do what they've been doing with the draft process for the NBA all-star, but they're, they're, I guess they're drafting their teams tonight. So I actually do think this will depend on where people fall, but I'm going to go with Bradley Beal, man. I think, uh, you know, he's going to be excited to be there in one of his first seasons where he's really breaking out. Man's leading the league in scoring, and I think he's just going to have have his day. This is his storyline now to show that he belongs with all these other guys on this upper echelon. So I think he's going to come out and have a, a Paul George-like game in the All-Star game a couple few uh, a couple years ago where Paul George was about to break the record, and then everyone was like, nah, we're not letting that happen and started tackling the man. So I'm going to go with Bradley Beal. I think he's going to take care of it. I think yeah. I, I, I'm going to like to see that. It's statistically proven that if Bradley Beal scores 40 points, his team loses, and they don't give the losing team the MVP. <laughs> it's just not possible. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> okay. It's not possible? That's a different way to think about it, bro. It's I like the Damian Lillard pick, though, because like, like you said, though, he wasn't 
selected as a starter and he should have been selected as a starter. And then exactly, exactly. So he has so much to like, not that you have like proving something in the all-star game is that big of a deal, but like, I feel like there is that slight chip on your shoulder. Like we've all played sports before. We know that there is that, that sense of like, I didn't get picked to be a starter. Like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like that's not a thing. So I think Damian Lillard is definitely going to be the MVP man. I I think it's I, hey, I don't mind it. it. You know how I feel about Dame. He's easily one of my favorite players. If he gets it, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, it suck. I wasn't right. But whatever. Yo, Dame, Dame deserves way more than he's gotten. And 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 that's it crazy sucks to, to notice. <laughs> it sucks to notice that now that Dame is starting to get it, now we're watching it happen to Devin Booker. Devin Booker's going to have to deal with this for another four or five years before people are like, oh, man, we really should have jumped on that bandwagon. It's sad. It's horrible. It's sad. It is. Sad. It is horrible. I got to ask you a question though. Now, now that we're, we're talking about the all-star game and in, in the NHL and I'll obviously always go back to this because I'm a hockey guy. The skills competition is the best. Like it's one of the, my favorite parts about all-star weekend. I'm sure it's the same thing for, for the NBA. AJ, can you explain it? Cause are there, are there different things going on with this year's skills challenge or like, can you give me the lowdown on what's happening though with the skills challenges here? No, as far as I'm concerned, they're kind of going to do it the same way. Uh, I don't know. Well, to an extent, you know. So in past years, they would team up with um, an all-star from this year, then a random player, then a WNBA player, and then a player from past years, like a a legend, so to speak. I don't think they're going to be able to do something like that this year because of COVID and so on and so forth. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's taken in the account of your dribbling. It's taken in the account of your passing. It's taken the way you run the floor, the way you shoot the ball. And, and there's some good, there's some good, uh, there's some good contestants here. I, I think Chris Paul is going to win hands down. The only person I really see next to him is Luka Doncic, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch because they're putting every single all-star entity in on one day. You know, normally you get a whole weekend. You know, Friday, they do celebrity stuff. Saturday, they have all the fun, the three-point contest, the skills challenge, the dunk contest. And then Sunday night, they have the game. This time, they're doing it all in one day, you know, trying to risk the, or lower the spread of COVID. And I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to affect anything. I mean, people are going to come out here and just have fun. I think you see them relax a little more than they did in your past with some of these contests. Uh, but the skills challenge can be fun. I'm sorry. I'm a dunk contest fan, though, like, and a three-point contest fan. So hopefully we'll get a good show from all of these things. Matthew McConaughey, what are you looking forward to most of these skills challenges? Well, I'm looking forward to the three-point contest because that's really the only one with a good roster size of talent. Uh, In the three-point contest alone, you got uh, Devin Booker, who won in 2018. You got Steph Curry, who won in 2015, who's literally coming in here for his seventh appearance. That's the second most behind I don't even know this guy Craig Hodges and I you know Craig Hodges no well apparently he's good at threes he did it he (laughs) went there eight times uh but I I think what's really going to be most intriguing about this three-point contest is that Zach Levine and Donovan Mitchell two Mm -hmm. people that have won the dunk contest are going to be in this thing and no one in the history of these events has won both the three-point and the dunk competition this is Zach Levine's second attempt at it but Donovan Mitchell, I mean, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Uh, I loved him before uh, when I thought the Knicks should have drafted him. 
So I, uh, I've been following this draft for a hot second. <laughs> the Knicks but, should draft everybody. Everyone should go to New York, okay? Everyone <laughs> should play for the Knicks, okay? Please. By the way, Max, you, you, you both, both of you guys are Knicks fans. Just oh. so you, just so you know, you guys have that. I'm like, I'm like half a Knicks fan just because I'm a half basketball fan. So it's like it's it kind of goes like. Eh, I understand why you don't like basketball. You're a Knicks. Fan. Actually, agent. <laughs> so I want to let everyone know here we we didn't do a final countdown last night because of our. Uh, homework situation for both of us last night <laughs> we're going to be doing a final countdown tonight and for those who are, are new might be new new to the show final countdown is after the show ends on the audio platform we go into a live chat with you beautiful listeners and aj and i got into this little scrap before the show and i we were like we stopped it to start the show and i think we're going to bring it back for the final countdown so if you want to see aj oh. and i throw blows during final countdown Stick around. Just just stick around though. Please stick around. So AJ, okay. let, let, let's get in some let, let's get okay. in some winners, some winner predictions here for the uh skills challenge. I'll let you do the honors of picking the challenge and picking the winner. Oh, I mean now we're gonna run it right right down the list. So we'll start with the skills challenge. You know, as I mentioned, you know, wh- wh- how do you dribble? How do you pass? How do you shoot? How do you run the floor? Uh and I'm sorry, I I I, I like Luka Doncic. But there's a bunch of big men in this. This is crazy. You got Robert Covington, who's a power forward. You got Julius Randle, who's a power forward. DeMontis Sabonis, who's a power forward slash center. Nikola Vucevic, who's a center. Like, I I don't think I've ever seen this many big men in the skills challenge. Um, And then you have Luka Doncic and Chris Paul, two ball handlers who are fantastic. I don't see a way Chris Paul doesn't win this. And if he doesn't, he might want to look at remaining – an NBA PA president because it might mean your time is up. You can't lose to a bunch of centers in the skills challenge. I'm sorry. I saw. <laughs> what do you I mean? I saw, his, I saw his face. I saw his face in the low in the lower part of the show, and I was like, I got, I gotta, I gotta get this face live on TV here. Uh, Disrespectful to who? You gonna lose a skills challenge to Nikola Vucevic? I mean, the guy who was MVP favorite coming into the damn season. How about Luka that? Doncic is okay, but nah. I'm, I'm sorry. I like Luka what he's Doncic doing, but I, okay. I'm okay. Everyone would start their franchise at with him. At this. At, at the skills challenge. I'm not talking about in the game. Guess what? Unless he takes all those shots as a step back three, he might miss a mid-range here and there, buddy. Wait, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Luka, You're telling me Chris Paul is not the favorite for the skills challenge? No, of course. Uh, Chris Paul would have to be the favorite for the skills challenge. He's who would I, I would pick to win because, again, like That's as you I'm said, it, I, 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 I'm just saying the idea that it's a lock already with Luka oh, is just a lock. silly idea. A I mean, big men have come close in this before. And, like, he's he's – I mean – so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a good effort from Julius Randle. But also, Chris Paul is going to go the hardest of everyone. Same with Robert Covington, because they're not playing in the All-Star game. <laughs> like, Luka uh, is probably going to chill. Chris Paul's playing in the All-Star game. Chris Paul's playing in the All-Star game. He just wasn't a starter. Because that was, the, that was a big controversy, was the fact that he got selected over Devin Booker. And then they brought Devin Booker in as a reserve. That should have easily been flip-flop, by the way. Mm. Um no, so okay, so so is Luca your choice for this challenge? No, nah, I'm still going Chris Paul. I love CP3. <laughs> CP3 is winning his first championship this year, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's a hot you take. <laughs> is it, Do you mean that? Isn't CP3 with the Suns? Am I am I remembering? Yeah, that? 
Yeah, I think, I think that he is a great youthful. I think the Suns will be what the Jazz want to be this year. I think DeAndre Ayton's skill set and his ability and his grind right now, the way that CP3 makes everyone try, their backup point guard is like his name is escaping me right now, but he's got that awesome. Cameron Payne or Cameron Johnson? The one with the flow, the fro. Cam- Cameron Johnson, I think it is then. All right. Uh, but he's, Cameron he's Payne great. and there's Cameron Johnson. Not Cameron That's Payne, great. not the dancer. Uh, <laughs> you don't like him to dance? Uh, no, dance all you want. He's just not as that good of a he's a better dancer. <laughs> like Russ will tell you. <laughs> but, all right, cool. All right, see. So, Sorry, that was a that was a huge tangent audible. Well, that was perfect. That was, that was perfect. That, that that's exactly what we want to hear from Matthew McConaughey. That's what we want. Yeah, that, I, I literally like. I seriously, I cannot get over the fact that you sound like Matthew McConaughey. It's like dead on. It's unreal. Hey, it's I just, appreciate it. I, a it, lot worse things I could sound like. I could be out here Gilbert Godfrey in it. Yeah, that is that. <laughs> that would be that would be rough. We still need AJ to do one full show as Cleveland. That that would be a fun in game Friday <laughs> where, where we we have you as Cleveland and Dylan as his impressions, and then like me and Aaron will just be here, and then that'll be a thing. <laughs> just watching this show unfold. Yeah. So, but I want to get into this contenders and, and pretenders talk. But before oh, we wait, what? wait, 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 okay. real quick, then I'm gonna just let you know. I'll, I'll do a quick. I won't even like go on a soliloquy. I, I want to pick them both. Uh, my my three point my three point oh, winner is. I gotta oh, do a ding every time you say soliloquy. You that is yeah, your word. That is your word. Like I've never heard I've never heard someone say the word soliloquy as much as you do in my entire life. Like this isn't just a regular like a d- today thing. You say soliloquy a lot. And I've never heard a person say today? soliloquy a lot. You you are in a theater major. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say I was like, that's just a thing. I was like, I was like, I feel like you might not have known what soliloquy meant before me. <laughs> I did not. I did not know what a soliloquy was before you. I've Hamlet heard it before. For him. I'm not that smart, but really, like, I've never heard that as much as like being around you. So every time you say soliloquy, there will be the ah, proceed. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, word. Well, are uh, you pinky out? <laughs> well, I don't. You don't have to solo me because this isn't going to be a soliloquy. Dang. Wow! 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 <laughs> One job. One job. It no, came. Before we before we move on, I, I'll I'll do them both, and then Max can do his both. Uh, I, I have I have um, Jason Tatum winning the three point com- competition, and I'm going with your boy Vinny Obi Toppin hey. to win the dunk contest. I'm hey. I'm excited to see him in the dunk contest. I mean, we barely got to see him play for the Knicks, so at least we'll get to watch him dunk. Yeah. And is we that, can think about why Todd Gibson gets to play more than Obi Top and all we want, <laughs> but that might be more about Obi. <laughs> Hell, I know Tom Thibodeau; he'd be putting Joakim Noah in more than Obi. <laughs> he would, but you know he's got his uh, feelings. Is Ooh, Durant just got is Julius Randle? Is uh is the dunk contest like a big like a big thing? I know, I know. It used to like I know that this season is different. I know that this All Star game is different. Like I know, looking forward, like all the other All Star games, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm super stoked for the for the dunk contest. Is it uh, is it different at all this season? Different feeling? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a, the slam dunk contest has to be the most embarrassing. That like they required that you weren't an All Star for this thing. <laughs> it's at the halftime of the All Star game. I mean, I would much rather see that lady on the unicycle flipping the cups into her head 
or like the the dog in the break dancer. He's pretty cool. He makes all the stops. But now I get to see <laughs> Simons, a guy, Anthony Simons, a guy who's averaging 8.2, which I think is his career high in his three seasons with Portland, joining Robert Covington on the I don't know why I'm here board. And then uh, you got Stanley, a rookie guard. Like, it, I mean, I'm picking Obi Toppin because I can't pick the dog races with the monkeys on. <laughs> <laughs> What he was trying to say was, you know, the dunk contest has had some controversy in the past. The last couple of years, they've been pretty exciting with Aaron Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine and things of that nature. They don't have any of those big names in it this season. So we're going to have to hope for the best. I don't know why they're doing it at halftime. I don't know why it's not like just before the All-Star game or honestly, even right after the All-Star game. I feel like I'd still watch a dunk contest. I mean, they they did that – that dunk fest show after the Eastern and Western conference finals a couple years ago. Now, granted those were street dunkers, but that was awesome. Like I watched every single one of them because they were doing things you don't do in the NBA. I mean, seven twenties dunking over people on fire, like, you know, stuff like scorpion dunk. They dunked in jeans on that show. (laughs) I mean, you know, street ballers are a little different, bro. You know, it didn't matter if you were wearing Tim's and jeans, if it was time to ball, it's time to ball. That's very fair. (laughs) So is there AJ? Is like you're at the Rucker. <laughs> so you don't even you talk gave, about the Rucker. <laughs> you gave your winners, correct? Are you yeah. good now? Are you good, Max? Do you have winners that you want to bring up for this skills challenge? I mean, I was. I'm going Donovan Mitchell. Oh, for the skills challenge, I'm going Chris Paul. Uh, for the three point, I'm going Donovan Mitchell. Uh, my favorite right now, and then Obi Toppin for the dunk contest. Because honestly, I don't know if I've seen any of the other guys play. <laughs> I realize mm. I'm saying skills challenge, and that's not a thing. The I, skills hockey, challenge is one thing. In, in, in hockey, it's like I, like we either call it the skills challenge or a skills competition, and that would be that would be what you say what what it is. But I don't know right. how it is. No, so in basketball, there's a skills challenge where they they judge your your way to run the court, the way you pass the ball, the way you yeah. shoot the ball, and then there's a three point contest, and then Isn't there's the a guy dunk. from Migos having a two on two against somebody as They're well. They're doing a two on two the day before because the NBA is so normally this is a whole weekend, Vinny. Yeah, we but don't get the celebrity all star game. Day. I was yeah, just so, I was just about to ask, do we get a celebrity all star game? No, so we don't. We Migos don't get a is doing a two on two competition, and uh, I don't know how many people he has involved with it, uh, but I know he's like definitely going against like Jack Harlow or something like that. And they've been chirping at each other for the whole week. Yeah, he said he was going to put the Lambo on it. Ooh, ooh, he did say that. that Imagine might be, having that. Yeah, that that that. I have that, like a Lambo keychain. I think that would be <laughs> quite the big deal here. That would be quite the big deal. But let's move on here, though. Let's get into some more uh, what happened in the season kind of talk. In a little bit, we'll get into the contenders and pretenders. But something happened last night that is. I mean, it's a very big deal. Okay, and I was a big fan of Donovan Mitchell coming into this NBA show and coming into the NBA season. I was a big fan of Donovan Mitchell. He's a big Mets fan. That's my connection has nothing to do with basketball or how he plays, but he got ejected last night. I believe they lost to the jazz or they, they lost last night to the, to the 76ers 131, 123 in overtime. And Donovan Mitchell gets tossed for this play here. What? I mean, I don't, I don't see anything here. Uh, to, like to me, I, me as like the guy who hates all the flopping and things like that and the embellishment, 
and, and all that happens in the NBA. I don't see much here. AJ, when you saw this, what were your thoughts? So, so first off, the call, Joel Embiid so, sold this. He sold this, okay? Because Rudy Gobert fouled somebody right before Joel Embiid. If Rudy Gobert goes and gets the rebound instead of pushing the guy off, this may not have ever happened. But Joel Embiid gets the rebound. He goes back up, and there's a little, the faintest elbow from Rudy Gobert down in the deep hole where you got seven-footers battling for the ball, and he falls. He falls to the ground and puts it on the refs, and they make a call. Now, this is after Mike Conley has been passed over for about three fouls. Donovan Mitchell's been passed over for about two fouls. Rudy Gobert's over for about two or three fouls, and Donovan Mitchell was pissed. He was livid. He said something to the ref. They teed him up. The next play comes around. He says something else. They teed him up, and he gets ejected. Two technical fouls, you're out. And he had it. He was over the top with it. And honestly, I agree. Do, do, do you need to go to Max, or can I, can I have the floor for a minute? Is this all? Are, are you about to get into to Donovan uh, Mitchell's comments, or just trying yeah, to probably. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're don't, right. don't, okay. don't yeah. do that first. I'm hype, bro. I'm hype. I'm ready. I, to I see it. I see it. I'm going to tell you to simmer down here. I'm going to tell you to simmer down because this is Max's first time watching. I don't like calling you Max. It's got to be Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is Matthew McConaughey's first I like your name. I think it's fine, but it's just it's got to be Matthew McConaughey. It's, it's just what it is. So that was your first time seeing that. Put it up one more time for you. What were your thoughts watching this? Because, I mean – I saw this and I'm like, I saw the foul. And then I see this from Joel Embiid. And I love people who are like taunt. Like I like getting people who get under people's skin, things like that. And you see him here. He's going to end up following Donovan Mitchell pretty much all the way to the tunnel. Max, what's your thoughts on this after you, after you saw what happened? I really don't like Joel Embiid sometimes. Uh, He really makes it hard to like him. Oh God. Cause that's some crybaby stuff that I really don't like. I really don't like seeing good hustle plays being reprimanded. Uh, Big men are supposed to be able to play. And you know what? If there was a crowd there, they wouldn't be hearing Donovan Mitchell yelling at them that much. And he probably doesn't get double teeth, but he's got a, a calling gallery of Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid being like, you're going to let him call you that. You're going to let him talk to you like that? That's a T, baby. And then he gets teed up. That is actually garbage. I'd be really mad, too, to watch a guy who's that big be so soft. Like, it, it really is upsetting when I see that. And this isn't even the first time, like, watching Devin Booker get thrown out of the game the other night because he gave the ball a little hard to the referee who made a bad call. Like, uh, yeah, referees have to understand these guys are in a heated battle right now. Your ego can be in check for a second when you didn't make something that was like that you're even sure of. I saw uh, last night uh, in the first game that a guy get called for being out of bounds and he just took it on the chin and didn't even argue it. The man was in bounds, never <laughs> stepped out once. We have lines for this. <laughs> I, I just, I'm not. I'm not crazy, and AJ and I will will in our final countdown tonight. We will get into like the way basketball is played nowadays. But Donovan Mitchell himself was absolutely furious with what happened in this game, and here's Mitchell talking about it afterwards. At the end of the day, they're they're a good team. We competed, um, but it's it's it's, it's tough, KK. Like it's tough to to go out there and see how we fight and compete, and to have a game like that taken from us. And I'm never ever wanted to 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 blame a ref to blame an official i could say I, we could have done more but this this is getting out of hand you know there have been games like this that we've won there have been games like this that we've we've, we've lost but this whole refereeing stuff and the way we're we're nice 
we don't complain. We don't like we don't get frustrated. You know, we fight through things. And the fact that we just continually get get screwed in a way by this, you know, like we we won this game in my personal opinion, you know. But like I said, I'm gonna give them credit. They won, whatever, cool. But like this is it's it's a consistent thing. And you know, the question is, can we can we do it? Can we sustain it? Are we for real number one? Like, yeah, the hell we are. And it's getting I me. Mean, we have a whole second half of the season to go and get ready for. But like, I'm, I'm sick of it. To be honest with you, we all are. You know, and I think this is something that just it bite it, it eats me. It eats at me, man. And it's I don't I don't y'all know what it is. We all know what it is. But it's it's really getting out of hand. It's really, really, really getting out of hand. AJ, the floor <laughs> is yours, buddy. I'm sorry. I wanted to. I want to get you on the solo after that. You're buzzing about it. You're heated about it. Yeah. Let it. The floor is yours. <laughs> All right. So, Vinny, you clearly remember. You clearly <laughs> remember. We did the. I think it was episode 32. Put some mics on you, me, and Dylan Kearns. We're talking about hockey, and you know, I'm watching. I'm watching you guys ball out and have a good time and talk hockey, and I'm putting my little two cents in there. But then I go, you know what? Let's have some fun. And I go ahead and make the debate about basketball versus hockey with you. And we, we did all come to the agreement about how basketball has lost a lot of the physicality, you know? After that day, Vinny, I swear to you, I, I, feel, like it's, I feel like it's gotten worse. I have seen the officiating take try to become the whole the storyline of the NBA. It's getting a little ridiculous. From that day, I watched J.J. Redick get ejected. He had a T from saying some, a technical from saying something loud. Later on, there was a foul called. He had the ball. There was about three people ahead of him. He threw the ball around somebody, so it's fun a little harder to the ref. They teed him up and ejected him. That's ridiculous. A couple of days ago, Montrez Harrell of the Los Angeles Lakers got a basket, yelled and won, which if you don't know, and won means you got fouled and you scored. Yelled and won with passion because they're competing. They called a technical. That is ridiculous. I still, to this point, don't know why Devin Booker got ejected the other night. That is ridiculous. Donovan Mitchell has a point. A lot of people, if you read that Philly op, are upset at Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert for what they said last night. They weren't talking about just last night's game. They are talking about what they're seeing across the league for this season and the season past. We are getting way too ticky-tacky with these technicals and with these fouls. I understand there's nobody in the in the in the stands. You can hear people a little bit louder, but I guarantee you, I watched Trey Young the other night cuss a ref out, and he didn't get thrown. I mean, this this is nuts. This is nuts. Like you're at the point now where people are getting hit on the hand, and you're calling a foul, and when somebody's upset, you don't say anything. But then when you get hit, when you don't get hit, and you don't call a foul, and they do say something, you give them a technical and you toss them out of the game. The refs are having too much power in this game, and it is ruining the game of basketball right now. I really believe they all need to come back to the table, sit down, and let's watch some film. And I want this film to be from the 90s, the 2000s to now, and let you tell me what an actual foul is. And I hate that I had to give you that, Vinny, because it's it's gotten a little ridiculous. It's gotten a little ridiculous, and and I'm kind of over it. Kind of I will gladly accept my where is it? No, nope, there was no apology. Nope. I'll, I'll gladly take that time. I'll gladly take it that time because I mean, it is, it's right. I mean, you're right. It is getting out of hand. Matthew McConaughey, what are your thoughts here, buddy? So I, I think we're seeing a lot here with this 
is a lot like what the NFL went through with their referees, where referees were deciding games. Like officials are deciding games. And the fact that there's fourth quarter fouls that are different than first quarter fouls because of the flow of the game and that like playoff rules are different than normal rules. What happened? Why aren't there just rules? Why don't we just have them? I, I get it. Like there's a flow of the game. Well, that's what the referees are there to enforce is a good flow to the game so that no one's getting really uh, uh, egregiously fouled. I think honestly, there needs to be more of a, uh, style like uh, the NHL and soccer where like if they see a foul we'll see where it goes before we really call it to see if it affects but like the fact that I can get an and one call four seconds after that bucket is already down like it doesn't make sense anymore and to see players hit a boiling point with these guys that clearly have an ego problem now that they can hear what everyone's saying uh, it, it's just getting a little sad for them there's no like respect that we have for these referees who are now making the game of basketball about the officiating of basketball and what they've done to the last two minutes of basketball with their calls being so questionable that we review every call to the last two minutes of basketball are some of the worst two minutes sometimes because the referee bad decisions is what dictates the game. You won't see that in hockey. You're not seeing that in soccer for the most part. Like we, we are getting, but you see it in things like football and you see it in things like basketball where people have to flex their cojones out there and go, I'm in charge. And it's like, no, you're supposed to be the responsible spectator to keep the game in check. Like don't come here and then make it about you. Like no one goes, Hey, did you see how that referee, see how I couldn't name one? Like, it's just so <laughs> silly. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and I'll say, and I'll say to something you said earlier, Max. It's not about Joel Embiid being soft. It's about guys like him and guys like James Harden and guys like LeBron understanding that the refs are going to call this, so they use it in their favor. They heard uh, Donovan Mitchell get upset and say something, and they just goaded the ref to tee him up until they teed him up. You know what's funny about that? I've seen people get teed up for telling the ref to tee somebody up. That didn't happen in this case. It happened to the Utah Jazz once again. And that's why Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are sitting at the podium at the end of the game, pissed off to all hell. And I understand it. I would, there's gotta be an in-between from the eighties and the, in the two thousands of, of officiating that you can use as a standard to the game. I don't mind seeing people get bumped. I do mind seeing that get tapped and you call a foul. I absolutely do. I don't, I don't Hey, man, you're preaching to the choir here on this one, buddy. You are Your sport is different. Your sport allows people to run through people. I understand that. Versus boys. That's what it is. You jump. I'll tell you what. Next time we hang out, I want you to jump, and I'm going to just clip your legs. And then you tell me you're okay with that in basketball, and we'll, and we'll move on from there. We'll move on from there. What does that have to do with anything? I think we got a little excited. That is a big big part of the reason that a lot of these fouls are called. Once the game is in the air, it's completely different. When you are knocking people around when they have no control of their actual weight plus gravity, that's something that has to be into account. But no, when they're running to the basket and get hit while they're still on the ground, that's something that needs to be taken care of. When they're shooting and it's just tapping the wrist, that's something that needs to be taken care of. Those things I understand, but like the physicality that you want, 
it has it has to be it has to be contained and handled a certain way. Now, I, now, I have I have a question though for 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 you guys. I'll I'll is it like is in in the, in the NFL? I see these rule changes to better the game and keep players playing longer and keep them healthier. Has have you at least seen AJ? Have you at least seen the the a uh, change in in long? longevity between players and, and player safety actually like being better now that these rules are in place. Cause like in the NFL, you have targeting it's, it's to keep the player safe and it, ch- it changes the game and everyone's complaining about it. But in the end, it's the right thing to do because it keeps players safe. Max over here, is shaking his head. I'm going to send it to you. I'm not sending it over to Go you, ahead. AJ. I'm going to send it over That's to McConaughey here. What are your thoughts so, on that? So I don't think any, in-game rules have actually extended like careers in the sense of health health that's been extended in our league today is by load management load management coming in is a rule that they now allow people to do because i don't i don't really care uh if they want to do it i guess that's their prerogative but um in the sense of what rule changes have done to uh, uh, make careers longer is that a guy that's not very good at the game but can stand in the corner and drain threes and stand in front of a guy, his career now goes from being like, why are you at the combine to that's a role player that I can use when I need a spark off the bench because he can stand in one spot and hit that shot. The three-pointer and defending jump shooters has become so aggressive in the game that that's what's long like made careers longer like the fact that brooke lopez adapted to shooting a three-pointer made him valuable the fact that blake griffin couldn't do it made him not valuable so we're gonna watch blake griffin's career end before someone who's not as good uh in the sense of what we thought and brooke lopez who gets to live forever because he's a big guy that'll play defense and shoot threes and not get in the way like so when it comes to uh, the longevity yes like there are certain little things but it's really extended some people's careers while it's ended some people's careers too uh-huh. like like we like it, it there are, andre drummond is looking at the league right now going when did it leave me it's not, like nerland's yeah, new who would have come in and been a number one for a lot of people is a relegated like hey just play defense and you get the alley-oop i don't know what to do with you <laughs> AJ, yeah. do you have any you have any thoughts? I on mean, that o- other than the thought process of uh of like a jump shooter not being able to be ran up under, there's not many rules that have changed so heightened the longevity. That one became a dangerous play. That's the reason you saw Kawhi Leonard out for so long. You know, he went to shoot a jump shot. You have no control anymore about where you land unless you take your eyes off that shot and look at the floor to make sure you don't land on the defender. Because if you do, rolling up that ankle the wrong way could put you out for a very decent amount of time. But other than that, there hasn't been there hasn't been much that has said, oh, this is it. This is how we keep you in the game. What it has done was, you mentioned the NFL, they looked at the way the NFL took off as an offensive league, and they were like, how do we make sure we have more offense? You think back to the 90s, early 2000s, your ending game scores were 98 to 96. You know, they were 100 to 94. Not and those were like good quarter. days. <laughs> not yeah those are good days like the hawks in the heat play the other day was 94 to 80 they played like crap <laughs> that's a bad score in the nba now like that's how they've done it. they've changed the rules so that the offense could thrive because people want to see points but i don't think that's what it needs to be in basketball 
basketball, we want to see the competition be so heated back and forth that you are having these 95 to 100 games. You know why? Because it was so hard to score. Like, I need that. Like, the moment I said this to you on when we took, we were talking that hockey and everything, the moment they took hand guarding out of the game is when I went, wow, y'all really, really kind of went soft here. You can't put your hand in someone's face. That's a, that's a bad thing. You can't do that. It's wild. Because it, it does make you think about like what players in that cusp era, uh, if they got to be here five years later, like, like Kobe, if Kobe got to play in a league where he could drive like James Harden uh, or like Russell Westbrook or like, so like, but better, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Uh, he would be, uh, he would be at the free throw line every single time. Like same with Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan got slapped around every, like, do you, the the bad boy literally made him literally close line like for real they were like hey jordan that was a great series but i know we lost today uh weight room six tomorrow they were clotheslining you like kevin about that clothesline did not garner a whistle mess you up Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely changed. And like I said, we AJ and I, you and I have a little uh, dispute to talk about in a little bit during our final countdown about a little bit more about how this game has changed and uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. But let's get into this playoff talk, though. Uh, We got kind of heated on officiating. It's perfect. It's (laughs) it's good. It's it's great. Um, But let's get into this playoff talk here. We are now at the halfway point of the season is now the all-star break. We are going to resume playing. It's going to be hot and heavy. If if that's the proper term for it here, (laughs) it's going to get crazy though. There's a lot of races and we're going to start off in the Eastern conference here. I want to throw this one up. I know it's not my usual graphic guys, but this is straight mm. from SPN. I don't want to. I don't want to take any credit for it. This is all Ian's work here. Yeah, I phoned it in, buddy. I had phoned it in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But we take a look at these. It was yeah, if it was hockey, I was gonna. We, we would have started the show at eight thirty if I had. If I had to get all my graphics ready for it. <laughs> But I digress. We're looking at the standings here. You got the 76ers in first place, the Nets in second place, and then everybody else. And that's what we're going to be talking about first. This Eastern Conference contenders and pretenders here. AJ, I'll start off with you, buddy. Let's see which one I want to go to first. Oh, this is the easiest one. This is, I mean, there's only one. New York Knicks. There's only one way to start off with this. AJ, are the Knicks contenders or pretenders? I just want to. I want to check. When we say contender, we mean they're going to the finals. Or are we talking about they they can win it all? Are we talking you, about they can make a deep playoff run. Or are we talking about they can win it all? Uh, make it to the playoffs, right? <laughs> that doesn't make yeah. you a contender because let's, you sit in the if you're in the playoff in the, playoff, in the, term, in the Let, Let's say let's say a contender. A contender is someone who can make a deep run in the playoffs. A pretender is someone who's going to get bounced out early on. How about that? All right. Well. The Knicks, the Knicks are pretenders then. And I'll say this. I am very, very happy that a franchise of the New York Knicks is somewhat relevant again because basketball needs that. The New York Knicks market is massive. And for them to have suffered what they went through for so long, it sucks. It really does. It, it's fun to make it to make jokes about. I thoroughly enjoy it, especially at both of your dispenses. But the fact that they're relevant, even to this point, if they were to leave relevancy from the All-Star break and drop down out of the playoff race, I still would be like, yo, the Knicks, they made some noise. And it's something to be a little excited about to see what they could do in the beginning of this. When I had my NBA preview, when we started this show in the beginning and the the NBA was starting, 
I mentioned World Wide West and Leon Rose will have something to do with this Knicks franchise being good as long as James Dolan stays the hell out of the way and goes and plays jazz at some coffee shop and have a good life. And so far, that's been what's going on. But this is something where they're going to get a playoff and they're going to be out in the first round. And that's okay for the Knicks. That is improvement. That is progress. Max, imagine if they got Zion, if they had actually got Zion. What? what? <laughs> Why would you Do say you not... <laughs> we, With you what they have now and Zion? Oh, so yeah, when it comes to the Knicks, one of my favorite stats right now about the Knicks is if the Knicks were to lose the next 25 games in a row, they'd still finish at the same record that they were last year. It took them 60 <laughs> games to get 18 wins last year. So them being relevant at 500 uh, <laughs> is not exactly something that makes me go, oh, yeah, now that's a team that's about to make a deep playoff run. It does mean that we might actually get someone in free agency that sees a lot of good pieces yeah. that they could push over the edge. That's why the Knicks actually wanted to trade for Chris Paul this year. Uh, before, uh, But the Suns obviously were a better decision. Good for Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the Knicks, though, a thing that makes them deceptively good is how locked in on defense they are. They are one of those underrated defensive teams. And that is great for the playoffs. But what's not great for the playoffs is not being able to score. And the Knicks have this really, really crazy thing that they like to do where it's not score. And so I love Derrick Rose mentoring quickly. I really like Julius Randle. I don't know if he's a Nick forever. I don't know if that's the best move for them at this point, unless you're ready to get rid of Obi Toppin already. Um I think that Kevin Knox has already worn out his welcome and that I really wish that we didn't have Alfred Payton either. You <laughs> remember being about excited about This is about whether Knox. or not they're contenders. Uh, they're a pretender. <laughs> you remember so, being excited about Kevin Knox? I remember him coming to the league and asking the question about Kevin Knox. I think I want to say to you, it was just like, I don't see what the Knicks are seeing. And you, you had good things to say about it. Uh, well, when he came out of Kentucky, he was a sophomore, so he had that experience. You really got to like Kentucky guys in the league when you really look around them. Uh, uh, they may not be national champions in uh, college, but a lot of them find themselves as great role players in the league or even superstars. Uh, so, yes, Kevin Knox did come out, and I like it. I thought he would blend well with a Tom Thibodeau, no-nonsense kind of team. But he he's not consistent enough shooting the three-pointer from the corner, even though he spent two years working on it. We've given him three years to see if he could still dunk and find the lane like he did in college. He can't. He's not much of a passer. He's a liability on defense. I'm not making good selling points to get him out of here in a trade. But, like, we've seen <laughs> what we have in Kevin Knox. I mean, I, I want a, a team like the Pistons can have Kevin Knox, and they'll be fine. Poor Nick. Poor yeah. Nick. Let, 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 we got it right with quickly, man. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's head up north a little bit further north here. I guess it's northeast to be considered. Geogra yeah, geography. The Boston Celtics, AJ, contenders yeah, or pretenders. 
if I had to, it, I do. So having to answer right now. <laughs> Were you about to, to, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're like, Pause I don't everything. have to. Pause Pass. What? I was going to hit the Staples easy button, bro. Hold on, hold on here. <laughs> this man literally just said, if I have to answer, yeah, you have to answer the question. That's kind of our job here, buddy. That is kind of our job. AJ, Boston Celtics. I, I called myself again. out. I didn't need both of you to do it. Too. Oh, oh, you needed it. You needed it at that point. AJ, Boston Celtics, oh. pretenders, pretenders. Having to answer now. <laughs> I, I like have, it didn't I have, have to, to answer. Well, again, like it didn't have oh to answer. Oh my before. gosh! Can I, can I speak? Okay, I'm. Okay, I'm gonna let. Mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. Because I have to answer now, like I didn't have to answer before. <laughs> I'm gonna call them pretenders. This team is a far cry from where they were last year and the year before, and it has a lot to do with Marcus Smart being out, and I acknowledge that. However. This this team is going to rely on the back of a Kemba Walker and a Marcus Smart. And Kemba Walker is not who he was because of this knee injury. I'm starting to believe it's degenerative. He's come back and he's being able to play, but he's not looking like the Kemba Walker who can create his own shot, who can get a bucket when he wants to. I'm not seeing that the same direction I've seen it from him before. I see it looking that way, Matt. I'm not seeing it the same way. And without Marcus Smart, this team has been a completely different squad. On top of that, I thought it, I think it's a big deal that they don't have the big men that they used to have. There's there's nothing down t- down low. Daniel Tice is now your corner three guy. They're not showing me the fact that they're in four seed right now is is kind of a little because they they've been losing games that they they should be winning left and right. Yeah, they got the little win over the Clippers, but to to eke out a win at the Wizards, to barely win against the Pacers to lose to the Hawks, to lose to the Mavs, to lose to the Pelicans, to lose to the Hawks again. And I can keep going back and back and back. So when you're asking me if they're going to make a deep run, right now I'm not seeing it. So if you get Marcus Smart back and you rip seven, eight, nine off in a row, we could have a different conversation. But answering right now, to me, they're pretenders. So I just want you to know when you say, like, they lose to the Hawks, they lose to the Wizards, like, the Wizards beat everybody. The Wizards beat the Lakers, they beat the Nuggets, they beat the Trailblazers, they whooped what does the that Rockets, mean for the they Wizards? did it again to the Nuggets. Like, so, yes. And what does that and mean they, for the Wizards? And, 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 and what it the means is that, like, they know how to win a game against good competition because Russ shows up for good competition. And what you made the point, though, but you went the wrong way with it. Marcus Smart being out for over 18 games is the reason that these two or three possession games aren't going their way. Those are defensive stops that he makes. And I understand Kemba. My bigger concern is why isn't Jason Tatum stepping up more and more? I feel like Jalen Brown has outshone him this year, and that's not what this team is about. The Celtics are contenders. The Celtics and the Miami Heat are two teams that, like, with their defensive tenacity and their ability to get hot and shoot threes are always playoff built. Those are teams that will upset you. Like, this is something that they got from Stan Van Gundy's Orlando Magic. Like, you can hit threes and you can play D. You have a really good shot of winning any game you step onto the court with. Marcus Smart is going to bring that fire. You know they miss him. He's coming back after that all-star break. And hopefully everyone gets that uh, underneath them. Because I really think that Kemba's taken a turn in the last three games. 
that we hadn't seen in that first week. I'll, I'll, I'll say this last thing about it and we'll move on to the next team because you did the same thing. You brought it up and brought up Jalen Brown. To me, that's the reason Marcus Smart shouldn't have been enough of a reason that they're not good. We've talked about from the moment that they drafted Jason Tatum, you and I, that this team was going to be legit. The fact that Jalen Brown is really coming to their own and we rave about Jalen Brown in the in the duo with Jason Tatum. Those two should be enough to have kept this team rolling until Marcus Smart has gotten back. And the fact that they haven't is a problem for me. And that, I think, is an issue. Again, if Marcus Smart comes back and they start running in eight, nine, ten games here and there, trust me, I'll have another conversation. But the facts show me this. That's what I'm going to give you. I think we're getting a lot of good stuff out of young players that wouldn't have seen rotation at this time of the year. I think that Pritchard rookie is going to be a huge kind of like Alex Caruso-like bolt in the the playoffs. I can see that. I do like that Williams kid. Tristan Thompson yeah. needs to figure it out or get out, but that Williams kid has Tristan some Thompson's jump, not and figuring it out. he's got that Celtics kind of uh, ideal. That uh, I don't know what happened to Ojale. I thought he was going to be more. I agree with that, but I don't yeah. think that you can. I, I again, I don't put it more on Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown's done everything he's supposed to. I exactly. think Jason Tatum, after the COVID thing, uh, he just really hasn't found his lungs yet. And that's that's going to happen. We're, we're all experiencing new stuff within this time. But I think that Jason yeah. Tatum, he, he he's got a he, he's got to find a way to hit a shot. Like you yeah. can't start three for twenty. Yeah, like and win games. We'll move on. We'll we're move on. Oh, we're, we're talking about this on Madden Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> We'll we'll uh, we'll keep it keep it in the East here. Wrap the Eastern Conference up here. The Charlotte Hornets. Go ahead, they, Max. Max. Contenders. Uh, uh, Contenders. This is a team that has a lot of pieces to like, but not a lot of pieces that like win win playoff games. So no, they're a pretender a hundred percent. Like maybe they'll have a little bit of fun uh in the whatever it is, the tenth and ninth seed. The play in tournament. That's what it's called. I blanked on <laughs> it. But uh but yeah, I, I Lamella Ball is great. But also, we saw Trey Young light it up as a rookie, too. When people start to be like, that's my guy, they start to struggle. As we've seen with Trey, uh, we're going to see it with LaMelo. I think LaMelo benefits from a less physical basketball uh, league today. But I don't think LaMelo's enough to win a playoff round, let alone two or three. Is it possible, and this may be a dumb question here, AJ, has it ever happened where someone uh, like a rookie has come in and carried a team through the playoff, maybe not winning a championship at the end, but a rookie basically solely carry his team to the finals? Has that ever been a thing in the NBA? I mean, LeBron James got pretty far, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's about it. That's the only thing I can think of, and I honestly don't even remember how far they got the year he got in there. I don't think they got very far. Yeah, yeah. I, to my to my memory, I don't remember it. Maybe back in the fifties when basketball really didn't understand. You how gotta to stop think like players. Wilt or like when Irving right. like when Wilt came off of the uh, Globe Trotters to join the Warriors. That had to be right. one of those like, oh my god! Right? How do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Er, like some Earl of Pearl type stuff or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson though. Those were two guys that had to do deep. Magic did as a rookie. Magic yeah. as a rookie. They were, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think, I yeah, I think so. Okay. 
There we go. I'm saying like, <laughs> look how far we had to go back. We're talking 85. That's what I was but just like, trying to figure out. Like if it because I feel like that's what the case is with the Hornets here. It's like you're kind of relying here on your rookie, and, and I don't think you can rely on that to go that far. Well, here's like, the thing. John Moran and Zion couldn't do it. Lamelo's not better nah, than that. No. No, but but would you say watching LaMelo ball this season based against Zion and Ja last year? I would argue that LaMelo has made the players around him much better than Zion has and a little better than Ja has. The way LaMelo Ball has Miles Bridges playing, um, the way Bismack Biombo is actually looking like a big man for a change and actually trying to impose his will, the way LaMelo Ball handles the ball, the way he runs the floor, the way he gets his teammates involved, and the fact that he's come in and is already a better shooter than Lonzo was and might ever be until he's you know only shooting threes, it, I think it's something to be said. I would imagine <laughs> I, I would imagine if they had started ball off rip, you know, like when you should, when you draft him third overall, this team would be better off already. He's he's taking the strides he needs to. I, I see them I see them ending up in a playing tournament, but I, I also see them winning the playing tournament and being in the round one of the playoffs. And that's Who where you, you see them. Who do you think they play in the playing tournament? Uh well, looking at it right now, they would play the Bulls, and I would take that to go the second game, and I would take them to win that over the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. now they play the Bulls. And honestly, I know the Raptors are buzzing right lot. now, bro, but yeah. the Raptors, even now that they've fallen or rose up to the eighth seed, I'm I'm still not buying it, man. Like, the it's it's – I thought I think that Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol being taken off that squad was a big deal. The fact that they figured out a way to get back to just about 500 to me is impressive. You know, I had them falling out of the playoffs this year because of those letting those two guys walk out the door. I'm not buying it. So if the Hornets end up playing the Raptors, that that that'd be fun to watch to me. And I do think not right now. I can see you arguing it, but I think that they could end up getting the best of the Raptors if they played them in the playing tournament. So right now, I think what I you have to with such a playoff savvy team with such a great head coach in Nick Nurse. This is a team that has no home arena. They are yeah, they are right now eight and eight at home, and they're nine and ten away. So that means right. that they're very good on any given night at any arena because they literally have played zero home games because they play in Tampa. <laughs> what I think this really sets them up for is this second half of the season. They are hitting their stride. Pascal is starting to play like Pascal was supposed to, like the money they paid him, like the money that Fred Vliet had gotten. He's starting to play like that. I think they're starting to get off of this is Kyle Lowry's team and start looking at this like this is our team. We're the ones with the money right now. We have to do it. And OG Ananobe, you got to love that kid. And, I love that guy. <laughs> OG. Yeah. That's OG. Like him. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that this is a team that if you look at the other ones, the Hornets, the the Bulls, the the Haters, Knicks, the those are not teams that win playoff games or know how to. The Raptors know how to get there. And I think it's going to set them up to be even scarier in the playoffs because they're not going to be scared to play anywhere. And, like, that is a defensive team that's, su- like, surprisingly good at defense. <laughs> I got to see it at this point. I got to see it at this point. Time. 
Yeah, I, I, dude, I love Fred Van Vliet. Like, talk about finding the guy who you're okay moving on from Kyle Lowry from. That's that's awesome. And to be an undrafted player, to get the contract he did, to make the impact that he does, I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I like what they're doing there. I just, I from the jump of this season, the way they started off is exactly what I thought would happen for the entirety of the season. So their stride, like you're talking about, is fine. But I also expect a lot of these other teams to hit the stride, and that's what's going to keep the Raptors down here. Coaching and pedigree, Raptors, mm-hmm. Bulls, Hornets, Knicks. Who are you going with? Raptors, Bulls, Hornets, Knicks. If I'm going coaching and pedigree <laughs> out of that, you're going to love it. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I like what Tom Thibodeau does. The <laughs> Knicks are trash from back in the day, but if you're going to bring the coaching into it, look what Tom Thibodeau already did for the Knicks. Look what Tom Thibodeau already did for the Knicks. Nick Nurse came in, had a great first season off a team that, um, ooh, lost his name. Uh, Coach of the year. Coach of the year when he got fired. He built. He built that team. Avery? And then, hmm? No, it wasn't Avery. No, it wasn't Avery Johnson. It wasn't Avery Johnson. Um, Oh, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Pistons after. Yeah, it's gone. It's lost for me, but it's fine. It's gone. It's lost for me. But Nick Nurse took that team there, and then he got them back to the playoffs, and they had some scrappy games, but you've seen them drop a little lower every single season since Kawhi got there and left, and the way they started COVID or not, <laughs> I, it, that's how I feel they're going to end up finishing. If, if I don't care. I don't mind they prove me wrong. It's how I feel right now, and trust me, the way they've shown me, that's how I feel. That's how I see it. So, Tom so, Thibodeau has done okay something to be wrong with these <laughs> Wrong. Well, you got to pick the Bulls, and I'm surprised you didn't put the Heat in there. In that, in well, the Heat, I already thought we already know are going to make it. Yeah, it's fair. Like, <laughs> so, like they're so just they- getting healthy, and when they are healthy, and Jimmy, I, I don't think it's fair what they did to Jimmy Butler, like making him come back that quick. I also felt that way about the Lakers. Like the a team filled with superstars got all healthy ones because they didn't even have to play in the bubble with the Nets. Right. Like. It does look mm-hmm. bad for like teams like that. Like I, I honestly, though, if it weren't for like how young the Jazz and the Suns are, I would be really nervous that they're just riding a high from being good in the bubble, and that they mm. are going to hit a wall somewhere in the next half of the season. So let's let's head out west here. Let's he- yeah. let's head out west here and take care of these Western Conference teams. Taking a look at the standings, we have the Jazz up in front here, that followed by the Phoenix Suns, and now we're going to dive into the deeper teams here, and we'll kick it off with the Portland Trailblazers. AJ, you'll start things off. Are the Portland Trailblazers contenders or pretenders? Contenders, 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 contenders. Stop not giving Dame credit. Are you kidding me? The fact I had this team higher than this from the beginning of the season. The fact that this is a story for the Portland Trailblazers last season. They had the play-in tournament and eat their way into the playoffs in the bubble because Yusuf Nurkic and and uh, CJ and Zach Collins was hurt. Well, guess what? That's just the case again now. And Dame Lillard said, "Damn that! That's not going to be the story anymore. It's time for me to just take over this entire franchise." And that's what he's doing. Last night was ridiculous. This man went one for eight from three-point land. You know what that one was? The last 10 seconds to hit a clutch shot. The clutch shot, that that's ice in your veins. When you've been playing horrible all night long, and you say, oh, this is still what I do. I'm going to pull up from 30 in your face and hit it. 
That's what I do. And then to go back down the other end, go Draymond Green into a horrible play, take the charge and win the game for you. That's the type of stuff that you can do in the playoffs. And you're going to have CJ back and you're going to have Yusuf Nurkic back and you're going to have Zach Collins back and Robert Covington's playing like a boss and Carmelo's doing what he's supposed to do. These guys are contenders. Don't forget Gary Trent, baby. Don't Gary, don't Trent is, Gary Trent Jr. is one of the Why best role players the skills, in the John? league. <laughs> right? Right? Honestly, this is this is one of my favorite teams to go up in the Western Conference Finals. And Mellow, baby. Never forget Mellow. The real Mellow. Yeah, never forget Mellow, Max. <laughs> Max <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Max, I'm going to give you a different team, though, here for contenders and pretenders. I'm going to give you the San Antonio Spurs. Are they the real deal, or are they, uh, are they pretending here? Ah, uh, man, they are what I call a gatekeeper. This is for a team Ooh. that you have to beat to be allowed to get to that next level. I don't really – I really love how their coach, DeMar DeRozan, is one of my favorite ball players to watch who can't hit a three. He reminds <laughs> me of good basketball. Uh, he is all over the place with assists. I really like Deontay Murray. I mean, like, there's so much to like about this team, but there isn't enough to love. And I got to mm. say, these are pretenders. This is like a guy that, like, is in the UFC that you have to fight before you get to face the real fighters. So, nice. sorry. Nice. <laughs> nah, I, don't have, I don't have nothing to add on. He's absolutely right. I mean, it, it's nice to see them back in the thick of the top eight. Because it was really sad to watch him fall out of it. It was really sad to watch uh, uh, Popovich lose an eighteen season fifty uh, eighteen season fifty win season streak. That that uh, hurt me. It hurt me a little bit. So I'm glad I'm glad you brought up though, kind of coming back though, because the next team I want to give you AJ is the Golden State Warriors, and this is a team that we saw what they drafted in the top five. They got your boy. Top, I can't remember his name. Top two. Wise wise. Yeah, I know. I know you were really high on him when we did our one of our oh man, oh man, that was like one of our Wild first ago, pilot like trailer shows that we did. Jesus yes, Christ! Yes, but sir. you were very high on him. He's now with the Golden State Warriors, and now the Golden State Warriors are back, or are mm-hmm. they? AJ, give me your take here. Contenders, pretenders to the Golden State Warriors. They're they're. Uh, I'm gonna say contenders in this fact. Uh, I like what they're doing. A lot of people had them out of the playoffs, and I thought that was asinine. You got Steph Curry coming back to play basketball, and he's happy about it. I mean, it was the perfect choice for him to sit out last season and just let that happen. I love the way these young guys were able to get a lot of playtime. Max alluded to that uh, with another team who now I don't remember because they don't matter anymore. (laughs) Uh, but, But we talked about this the other day. This team fights. You know, when they don't have a Draymond, when they didn't have a big man, these role pieces come in and they put it all on the line. When I say a contender in this fact, what I mean is I think this is a six-game second-round team. And and I think that they have that capability, and I think they will. I think you watch this team slowly climb up the ranks, and it may be on the backs of Stephen Curry. And and I hope that's a fact. And I really hope by the end of the season, James Wiseman is just not figured it out, but, like, is really just at the top of his rookie game. And, and I think that's a possibility that that camaraderie and chemistry and mentorship from James uh, Draymond Green is definitely, definitely playing a role in what James Wiseman's being able to do and what he will be able to do. I'm, I'm going to say that these are a contender, but I have more faith in the sense that they're kind of like that trailblazers team that went to the conference finals against the Warriors. Okay. The reason okay. I say that is 
This is a top 10 defensive team in the league right now. A Steve Kerr team is a top 10 defensive team. And I think one thing that everyone did when Clay got hurt, they acted like he was the defensive heartbeat on that team as if, and we all underrated everything and all of us. I was uh, last year talking about how, how are the Warriors going to trade Draymond? Uh, And Draymond's the most valuable player on that team right now. He may not score all the points, but 15 assists shows who's running the point. And what we talked about, defense and being able to hit threes at any time can get you anywhere in the playoffs. Guess what the Warriors do? If Andrew Wiggins can just be good. What a year for Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) I don't know know if we talked about this, but do you remember, Max? I I feel like we mentioned it on one of our passerbys or whatever. The fact that... Andrew Wiggins hadn't had a good career, but when he got to the Warriors, I was like, this is the move he needed because that franchise develops players and develops mentality. You don't leave the Warriors the same player you were coming into the Warriors. It absolutely shows. He is having a great year for, for oh, what, yeah, you know, he was to be what he is. Well, that don't count. Boogie, <laughs> Boogie's thick at it. He, he, no one gets through there. No one gets through there. <laughs> Last last team here going to you, Matthew McConaughey. Dallas Mavericks. Are they contenders or pretenders? There you go. Ugh. <laughs> I I don't like a team that looks like the Knicks of, of the last uh, of five years ago, and they look like the Knicks if they had a good point guard, uh, which they never found. But uh, we even took one of theirs. Um, but no, uh, I, I do think that this is a team that I also feel is more of a gatekeeper than a contender where like you have to get past the Mavericks to show you can defeat some talent. Uh, I, although I think Rick Carlisle is a good coach. I don't think he's the same coach as the guy that was coaching them before. I don't really think that that team has a real good cohesiveness. There does seem to be like a European disconnect from everyone who's not European on that team. And like, cause like Bobin, uh, Luca and Chris Epps are fun to watch talking to each other, but watching them play together is kind of <laughs> like, or dance together oh, lockstep um, arm in arm. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm going to say that they are a pretender. I think a lot of people are going to be like, what? But <laughs> I've been here. If- I've been hearing a lot of talk about them being a boring team to watch. And, and, and so I, I, I wouldn't, no, but uh, that's what that's what I've been hearing as 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 uh, media as the media talks about it. It's like the Mavs are just a boring team to watch. AJ, is that true? It, it it's been that way this season. You you get you get a couple moments here and there, and it's when Luca decides that he's going to take over the game at the end. Uh, this is a team that is just going to annoy you. They're like that little bug that just flies around your head. You swing at all day, but they keep coming back. And that, that's kind of the thing that you get here. The way they play, they've had a lot to figure out. You know, they were one of the teams at the beginning of the season that got a bad run with uh, injuries and COVID. They've got some pieces back and they're trying to mesh again. So I do see this as a team that could have a small little run and keep themselves in the playoff talk for the end of the season. But I think they're a team that's just going to probably derail a second round team. Like if the Warriors got matched up with the Mavericks and went six games, that would suck for the Warriors because now they're a little bit more fatigued in the second round than they would have expected to be. And, and that's all I see the Mavericks has is this year. And that's sad because a lot of people had Luka Doncic as the MVP frontrunner. And as much as he's trying to put himself back in that, in that argument, it seems like, a, it seems like a far cry. 
I can't wait for I can't wait for more playoff talk as we get closer and closer down the road to the playoffs. That's when I'll start watching, really watching just for you, just for you yeah. over here. Do it for yourself. Playoffs are awesome. I don't, I'm not gonna yeah, do it. For real. I'm not gonna do it's it the perfect me. time for a casual fan. Uh, and, oh, oh, you look at that. Oh, that sounds familiar. Oh. It's, it's, See, remember when I said if I went and got my basketball friends, they say the same doing thing right now, Vinny, but when the major league uh, playoffs are on for baseball, yeah, he's nowhere to be found as a casual. No, that's not because casual. baseball is, like it. I'm not casual, <laughs> and I've been very open about that. Baseball's boring. They need what? to fix their sport. Guess what? And guess boring. what? And guess what? Basketball is soft. We'll get into that <laughs> in the final countdown, though. Oh yeah, I forgot about all the tackling in baseball. Well, we'll get it. We'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into my basketball is soft cut topic in the uh, final countdown, though. But this is the chance where I give our special guest a time to plug anything he's got going on, his social medias, fourth and tw- whatever you want to talk about in your little. Your, you have the floor for what, like a minute. Let's just go a minute here. You have the floor, Matthew McConaughey. What do you have to say? Uh, Well, I don't have a lot coming on right now. I am on my way to be starting a a podcast that won't be all about sports. It is called the Max Pod with two Ds because, as you see, Max Todd with two Ds. You'd be surprised at how often I have to, like, say yes with two Ds. So, regardless, <laughs> uh, it'll be a fun time. Well, we have segments like Get Nerdy With Me, where we do a lot of fun little uh, uh, stuff about Star Wars, Marvel, DC. Right. We go into uh, weird areas of just what the hell did the 90s do to us. We go back, and we really love to travel through things. It's mainly just going to be me on there with a, f- a few occasional guests. But it is going to be a fun show. Um, you can find me uh, on the 4th and 20 sports page because it's still alive, baby. And my Twitter handle is actually because I'm trying to speak dreams in here. But my Twitter handle is at Max Todd underscore ESPN. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want people to be mad at them. <laughs> that's amazing that is amazing aj any final words before you load up those beautiful fingers of yours tell these lovely people where to follow us which one am i doing first (laughs) i said before do you have any last words before we get into telling this beautiful people where to follow us uh firstly i appreciate max coming on the show talking some basketball with me was productive you know you got me hyped up and had me yelling and I love to yell, apparently. I, that's something I've been learning about myself and for the last uh, 20 plus years, 30 plus years. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that 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 uh, podcast idea sounds fantastic. I'm assuming there'll be a lot of Mandalorian and Star Wars talk on it. But, uh, you know, if I get my, my Star too, Wars life up, we go I'll, all over. I'll jump in and, you know, just uh, say hello or something. That's cool. Yeah, no big deal. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, other than that. Hey, tell them where they can follow us at. You can follow us at roughcut underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, you can get at the Rough Cut Sports on Face of Books and the Rough Cut Sportscast at Instagram, IG, the one with the camera. Hit that like, hit that follow, hit that share. Go over to YouTube with the subscribe and hit that bell, get notified. And uh, tell everybody, not just somebody, but everybody. everybody. And of course, 
We are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs, whether that be signed cleats, whether that be signed jerseys. They've got it all over at HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. And if you need a little help, they're right down here. They dropped us a comment saying Joel Embiid for MVP. So they're right here. It really isn't hard. If you're at this point in the show, go follow them right now. Click on their name. Give them a follow. They are the best place to get all of your sports memorabilia needs. On that note, we're going to end it for our audio listeners. But if you're in the chat, stick around for Final Countdown. Adios, turd nuggets. We'll see you tomorrow.